you've got your Bibles, I, I want to go into the Word of the Lord. Good to see Brother Bonner back there. Brother Bonner. Brother Bobby Bonner. I guess I've known him all my life. I can't think of a time not knowing Brother Bobby Bonner. Amen. I knew him before he got the Holy Ghost. He knew me before I got the Holy Ghost. Enough said about all that. Amen. We love him. Amen. If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Matthew. We're going to start reading at the sixth verse. I promise you I won't give you both messages in one today. Amen. But I do want to obey the Holy Ghost. I have a very simple thought, very simple message, but I, I feel a burden to preach what I'm going to preach today. I feel like somebody here is in need today. Matthew 6 and 6, Jesus said, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into the closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Anybody been blessed by praying, by entering into the closet? He goes on to say, but when you pray, use not vain repetitions as a heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. He said, when you pray, don't, don't use a bunch of vain repetitions. What he's really saying is when you pray, get in the closet, in the spirit with me. But not, but be ye not, be not ye therefore like unto them. And this is what I want to bring to your attention. For your father knoweth Everybody say, the Father knows. For your Father knoweth what things ye have need of. Anybody got any needs today? Anybody got any prayers that you need answered? Anybody got any dilemmas in your life that you need God to work out? The scripture said, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask. Before you ask him. Now turning to Deuteronomy for the sake of a text, chapter 31, verse number 8. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. He it is that doth go before thee. Notice what the scripture said. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee. Woo. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, that's enough to shout about right there. He will not fail thee. Neither forsake thee. Fear not. Neither be dismayed. 
And I want to use this portion of this scripture for the sake of a title, and that is, He it is that doth go before thee. And for a very simple title, I want to title this, Remember, God walks before you. Would you lift up your hands and ask the Holy Ghost to minister to us today in Jesus' name. God, I'm asking you to walk in this place today. I'm asking you, Lord, to minister to hearts. I'm asking you, if you would, feel a brand new soul of the Holy Ghost. God, strengthen somebody, Lord. You know why you've laid this in my spirit. Help me to find that avenue and channel of the Spirit today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated. I wonder today, do you love the Word of the Lord? Amen, amen. The Word of the Lord is a, it's a light under our path. It's a lamp under our feet. There is direction in the word of the Lord. Brother, I'm going to tell you, if I was you, every time I come to church and this good man of God gets behind this desk, I would tune in because there's always direction and there's always instruction in the word of the Lord. From time to time, life has a way of, of bidding us situations that cause us to worry. Amen. It causes us to feel insecure. You know, as, as uh, men and women, as human beings, we, we kind of like to be in control of things. We kind of like to be in control of life. Amen. We like to manage life. But you know, sometimes there are situations that comes to our life that we just can't manage by ourselves, And we don't know what to do with by ourselves, and, and it seems like everything from time to time gets out of control. I, I was thinking back as I was driving up here, I, I received the Holy Ghost when I was 16 years old. So 43 years ago, I started serving the Lord. Amen. And it's been a good life and it's been a blessed life. And I don't want to picture it. I don't want to paint a negative picture to you today because I have been blessed of God and God has been good to me. Amen. But I, I, I've got to be honest with you and I've got to tell you that there have been times in my life that life changed on me. And I woke up with situations that I really didn't know what to do with. And I really didn't know what the outcome was going to be. And I, I, I really just didn't know what was going to happen, Brother Motes. And I, I've got to be honest and I've got to confess I was frightened. And I felt very insecure in some of those times. Amen. Isn't it something when we're going through a trial and life changes on us and we find ourselves in those places to where we're just a little bit frightened and we're just a little bit insecure. 
isn't it something how the, how the devil, he likes to show us all of the negatives of that situation. Amen. He, he tells us this is the potentiality of, of the way this could end up. And he shows you all of the negatives and, and all of the bad. And he draws a picture of what, what could possibly happen. And he attacks our faith and, and fear attacks our, our lives. And brother, I'm telling you what, I've been in situations where I didn't know how it was going to end up. All I knew is I had to put my trust in God. Amen. I had to put my faith in God. There was nothing left to lean to but God. And thank God I had him in a time like that. But the devil, he likes to he likes to attack our mind. He likes to attack our spirit. He likes to place a, a mental picture of, of bad outcomes in our mind. I thought about as I was praying about this message today, I thought, you know, there, there's some things that we as apostolics need to learn and get a hold of. One thing is, is we need to stop having conversation with a devil. Amen, amen, amen. I said, we need to quit letting the devil talk to us. We need to quit letting the devil blow everything out of proportion. Let me tell you something today. God's got everything under control in your life. The Bible says he came to steal, kill, and destroy. Hey man, he's not going to tell you anything good. Scripture says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Brother, I believe that today. Hey man, I believe that he will flee from us if we'll resist him. And we need to remember, hey man, that you are God's child. No matter what you're going through today, no matter what you're facing, no matter what it is that's pressing you, no matter what it is, it's bringing fear and anguish into your life. Amen. You need to realize you've got a God on your side. You've got a God in your corner. A God that has all power and all ability. A God that can do anything. A God that can turn any situation around. Woo! Brother Moats, I've seen him turn some situations around that could have been so destructive. Woo! That could have been so damaging and irreparable. But oh, I'm going to tell you what, I'm serving a God that walks before me. I, I'm serving a God that's watching over me. I, I'm serving a God that loves me. You're serving a God today that's got your back. Hey Amen. In Psalms chapter 91, verse 1, the Bible says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
let me tell you something. If you're, if you're praying and you're walking with God and you're living under that shadow, it don't matter what's happening in your life, God's got you covered. It don't matter what you're facing in your life, God will bring you through it. It don't matter what you're facing, God's gonna go before you and he's gonna work. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God's working some things out for some people right now as I speak. You're worried about it, you're wringing your hands about it, and God's got it under control. Woo, I'm gonna step out just a little bit further. You fixing to see the evidence of it. Oh, but Brother Blakely, it feels like it's gonna destroy me. It feels like it's gonna take me out of the church. It ain't gonna take you out of the church. The devil's lying to you. You read on down in verse nine, and it says, because you have made the Lord your habitation, no evil shall befall thee. Woo! Let me tell you something. There's not enough power in hell to take you out of the church unless you submit to that. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let me tell you something. The devil is no match for God's people if we're living under that shadow. My Lord. He said, no evil shall befall thee, no plagues shall come nigh thy dwelling. He said, I'll place angels over you lest you dash your foot against a stone. Oh, I'm glad to be serving a God like that. I just feel like telling somebody that the devil's been trying to beat you up. You need to start speaking faith. I said, you need to start speaking faith. You need to start speaking faith. I had something funny, kind of unusual to happen this week. Amen. My pastor went by and he prayed over a mission work that we're starting in Conway. And, and man, it just seems like with COVID and all the things we've been facing, we've had a hard time getting it off the ground. Every time we get people coming, here comes COVID. And we have to shut things down. It's just been a big hindrance and man I was reading the other day my faith was just a little low and, and I was reading about Ezekiel prophesying to those dry bones and something just quickened my heart brother Moat says go over to Conway and prophesy to those pews and so I just walked in there as I was praying I said oh pews I prophesy people's gonna start getting the Holy Ghost and we've had two brand new ladies to get the Holy Ghost this week. You need to speak faith. You serve a God that can do anything. Hallelujah. It is he that doth go before thee. You need to remember God's walking before you. Hallelujah. I thought about we, the Lord blessed us. He blessed us 
Amen. A little over a year ago with some twins. Amen. My son, he already had four children. He found out they were expecting, so they went to see what they were having. And he called me. He said, Daddy, do you have a pistol? He said, it's two. Amen. But they have brought a lot of joy to our life. And I thought about it. I've watched my wife. and I've watched their mother. When those twins, they're at that age. They're at that age when they, everything goes in their mouth. They pick up, they eat everything. But I've watched my wife and i watched their mother. If those twins go into a room, they're looking around and they're picking up things. It might be dangerous and might be bad for them. Do you know what I believe? I believe God does the same thing for us. God goes before us and he, he looks and he sees. He removes danger out of our way. Woo. My Lord, my Lord. Well, I'm telling you, let me tell you something today. God's interested in your situation. He's interested in your situation. You see, yeah, but mine's not really a big deal. It don't matter if it's a little bitty deal or if it's a big deal. God is interested in your situation. The other day, the Lord gave this to me, and I just want to share it with you. Maybe it'll be a blessing to somebody. But in Mark, the 14th chapter, in the 12th verse, you know what? Sometimes God just does, he just goes before us and works things out, and we find ourselves worrying for no reason. He's already got it fixed. Amen. But in Mark, the 14th chapter, the 12th verse, you want to follow along with me in the first day of unleavened bread when they killed the Passover, his disciples said unto him, where wilt thou that we go and prepare that thou mayest eat the Passover? He said with one of the disciples said, Lord, you know, where are we going to celebrate the Passover? We don't even have a place. And they've already, they've already killed the Passover lamb Time's running out and we don't have a place. In the 13th verse it says, And he sendeth forth two of his disciples and saith unto them. Notice this. Jesus, he says, the disciples said, where are we going to celebrate the Passover? We don't have a building. We don't have a room. What are we going to do? And Jesus tells two of the disciples, he said, this is what I want you to do. And he gives them simple instructions. He said, go ye into the city. First thing I want you to do, go into the city. And there shall meet you a man. He said, there shall meet you a man bearing a pitcher of water. That ain't hard. Then he says, follow him. Now here Jesus is somewhere else and he's giving them instructions. He said, you go to the city and when you get there, there's going to be a man holding a water pitcher. Now I don't know about you, but that's, that's pretty prophetic when you can prophesy where a man's going to be standing. 
He says, you go and you look for a man that's got a water pitcher and this is what I want you to do. I just want you to simply follow him. Hey man, I can see these two disciples as they come into town and, and they, they see a man there and they start, they start following him. Says, man, I don't know where he's going. He don't even know that we're following him. Wonder what he's thinking right now. He may think we're fixing to rob him. Man, they're just following this man and all of a sudden this man, he, he goes and he walks into this room. Hey man, he walks into this this building, notice what the scripture says. It says, and, and whosoever, wheresoever he shall go, say ye to the goodman of the house, the master saith, where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? Jesus still prophesying here to these two disciples. And he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared there make ready for us verse 16 says and his disciples went forth and came into the city and found as he said as he had said unto them that they made that they made ready the passover he said brother Blake, that's so simple that's what i wanted to do is read something simple today I want to let you know how simple it is for God to fix your situation. I want you to know how easy it is and how powerful God is that God can say, hey, I'm going to have a man placed at a certain place and he's going to be holding a water pitcher. Woo. And I just simply want you to follow him. Now, I could get off on a trail right here, but I'm, I'm going to try not to do it. Amen. You know, God has always, he's always used a preacher to lead people. He's always put his hand on a man of God to lead, lead people. Let me tell you something. If you're having trouble finding direction, go to your man of God. Go find the man with the water pitcher that has the water of life and just follow him wherever it goes, whatever it does. Try to follow him. He's not going to lead you wrong if he's got the water pitcher in his hand. Where you get in trouble is when you go to try to follow preachers that ain't got the water pitcher. Now, now I said I wasn't going to get off, so I'm not. Amen. What are you trying to say? I'm saying Jesus had the room reserved before they even asked. Amen. He knew where to send them. Hallelujah. Simple problem. Just need a room for the Passover. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. We need to remember that God's walking before us in the little things and in the big things. He said, oh, Brother Blakely, my, mine's a little more serious. My, my, mine's a, a health problem. Well, let me tell you something. I am here as a testimony today to tell you that God is a healer. He is a healer. Amen. I guess he knew I was going to be preaching in hot springs and he knew I was going to need something to talk about because this week, amen, I'm telling you, I had an attack on my health like I've never had. Amen. I, I, I was, I got up the other day and I felt kind of lightheaded and 
and felt a little tight across the chest and just felt funny, felt abnormal. And I went to the, the bathroom, was fixing a shave and washed my hands and I looked and, and my hands, my fingernails had turned blue and my hands were turning black, just like death. I'm telling you, it scared me. And I thought, my Lord, what is wrong with me? And you know, of course, man, I'm gonna tell you, you know, the devil, he'll diagnose you if you let him. I had been just a few days before that having a burning in my chest and my dad died with lung cancer. And I, I remember the day I went to my dad's hospital room and his hands had turned black just like mine were doing. Man, the devil jumped on me and said, you probably got lung cancer. I'm telling you, you probably got heart trouble. You probably got this, you probably got that. I didn't know what it was, but I just knew it was serious. Amen. I went all day that day up until the night, my hands black, scared, thinking I've got to make a doctor's appointment. I've got to get this checked out. Amen. My phone rung, Brother Motes. And Brother Stephen Thrasher, a young man that a few years ago God put us together he, he, he calls me his pastor, and uh, we started a church together up in Berryville, Arkansas. He's kind of become like our second son, and um, he called me, and I told him, I said, Brother Thrasher, I need you to pray for me, man. I'm having trouble. I said, my hands are, are turning black, and, and brother, I'm telling you, he said, I'm praying right now, and he began to pray for me on that telephone and I'm telling you before God, the color come back in my hands and it, I've not had another attack. I felt the Shekinah healing virtue of the Holy Ghost come in and touch me. I'm telling you, God's a healer. Here I was worried and God already talked to Brother Thrasher to call me on the telephone. My Lord, I, I, I'm fixing to close here in just a minute. I want to give you a chance to pray today. I want somebody to leave here full of faith with a miracle. You know what I feel today? God's going to let somebody go home with a miracle because you're going to stop speaking doubt and you're going to start speaking faith. I'm not even going to read it. I'm going to tell you about it. You may be here today and you may have a financial need. It may be something financial. Do you know God can work financial miracles? Do you know God can give you direction in your business? You may be in a place where you don't know what to do. Let me tell you the first thing you need to do is stay close to your pastor when you're making business decisions. Amen. You say, well, he don't know nothing about my, my, my situation. He don't know nothing about my business. That ain't what it's all about. He can feel things in the spirit. And he can feel when he feels grieved. Said, no, don't, don't go that way. I'd pay attention to it. Well, glory. Amen. But God cares about us financially. He cares about us and he wants to work for us and 
Man, I, I ain't got time to tell you all the stories, but when I first went to God, I didn't have any money. I didn't have enough money to pay my phone bill one month, and God had a drunk man to call me on the phone, and he paid my, my, my phone bill. Hey, man, there's times I didn't have money, Brother Moats, and God would just let something happen, and the money would appear. He'd have somebody bring it right to my doorstep. Amen. So I know God can move. But the disciples had a problem. Peter, I think it was, and somebody approached him and said, you know, it's tax time. And I've noticed you and your master hadn't paid you taxes. I hate them taxes, don't you? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I like to be obedient, and I, I am, but I don't like it. Amen. And I don't even think Jesus liked it the way it read. But you know what? He says, does your master not believe in paying tribute? He said, oh, yeah, my master does right. Yeah, and he goes to talk to him, and the Lord, he gives him a few words there, and he says, you know what? I believe we're free. We're, we're free people, but to keep from offending them, we're going we're gonna to pay our taxes. And so he says, I'll tell you what I want you to do. Now, we're talking about a God that could just speak and that money could appear in his hand and he could give it to the disciple. But God don't always work that way. You know what? I, I know sometimes, sometimes we pray and, oh God, bless me financially, bless me financially and here we are sitting at home not doing anything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know it's the will of God for a man to go to work? For a man to get a job? Amen. Say, man, God just don't bless me like he does him other brothers. Well, I'll tell you what, get a job. Start paying tithes. Start giving offerings. Start being blessed of God. Amen. Amen. He said, Master, they're asking us about these taxes. He said, well, I'll tell you what I want you to do. Peter, aren't you a fisherman? Didn't you used to be a fisherman before I called you? Yes, sir. Well, this is what I want you to do, Peter. I could just hand it to you, but I, I've got to be, an, you've got to be an example for a lot of other people. Amen. Faith without works is dead. Like my scripture, do you hear me? Faith without works is dead. You can sit home and you can pray for God to bless your finances till you blew in the face, men. But until you go get a job, you're tying God's hands where he can't do it because he won't go against his word. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, glory. Man, that's good preaching. Y'all don't realize it, but that's good. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, Peter, go get back on that boat. He said, in the first fish that you catch, look in his mouth. Brother Peter, he caught that first fish. He looks in his mouth and he finds a coin. He said, you take that coin and go pay your taxes and my taxes. Hey, Brother Blakely, that's simple. I'm trying to tell somebody today, 
God can meet your need no matter how little it is or how big it is. Stand together. God's interested in your situation no no matter how little it is or how large it is. God, he wants to take care of you. Amen. And he's walking before you. Amen. The prophet of God prophesied and prophesied against Ahab. He finds himself out by creek, so to speak. But God loved him so much, he went before him and he gathered ravens and he said, I got a man coming I want y'all to take care of. <laughs> I got a prophet and I need your ravens to feed. Hallelujah. Woo. They fed him. The creek dried up. He had prophesied no rain. He said, man, what am I going to do now? The creek's dried up. I don't see no birds circling. What am I going to do? Amen. The Lord spoke to him. He said, you go to Zarephath. I have commanded a widow to sustain you. Woo. Little woman there. Got a son. She got a couple of sticks, a little handful of meal. He said, Brother Blake, you just don't realize how bad it is. Well, I realize how bad it was for this little lady. I realize how bad it was for the prophet of God. He gets there. And he says, could you give me a drink? So she gets him some water. He said, by the way, while you're going to get that drink, bake me a little cake. She stops. She says, man, sir, you don't realize the predicament that I'm in. I, I feel that coming at me today. Somebody's saying, you just don't understand, preacher. Oh, I do understand. I understand that God's already went before you. I understand God is bigger than your situation. She said, I've got two sticks and I'm gonna build a little fire and then I'm gonna gonna make my son and I a cake and we're gonna eat it and die. He said, no, 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 no. That ain't the way the story ends. He said, you go bake me a cake first. And you know what? At his word, she went. And she baked him a cake. And the Bible says that her her meal didn't run out. Oh, God. Why? Because God went before her. God had already spoke to the prophet of God. God's killing two birds with one stone, so to speak. And he's taking care of the widow. And he's taking care of the man of God. Oh, you know what I feel today? Somebody, somebody under the sound of my voice 
Amen. You need to leave here a brand new person today. We're going to open up this front for anybody and everybody that wants to come and just put your trust in God and say, God, I've heard your word. You've sent me a word from God today and I take it, Lord, and I believe it and I receive it and I'm going to leave here and I'm going to speak faith over my situation. Oh, come on, cry to the Lord. Cry to the Lord. Cry to the Lord.